The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you. This is for you and me. And who we see when we see each other. This is for all. This is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. You're not crazy anymore You've been waiting at the door And it's time to open Yes, 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 the door opens right now, he says. They, they have me chomping at the bit this morning because I'm so excited about the possibility of us creating a clearing for Thanksgiving for this month and thankful for the people that have been in our life um, and our lives and um, are still in our lives, just not in our immediate lives so much. So there's all kinds of conversations that are possible here. I'm on the air with Randy Shannon this morning, and we were talking about what it is that we actually do and how we create a radio show and what each of us brings to that show. And um, Randy's a person that you don't always get a chance to hear from too much, so I thought we could start out with her because Randy got a taste of waking up in America, Was had a busy life, wasn't sure if she was going to make it or not, and then she just made the decision, and when she showed up, Randy has showed up like gangbusters. Also, another guy you don't hear from as much as um, I'd like to hear from him sometimes is Mike, who sits at the switchboards, and now this ex-Marine sweetheart, who actually is incredibly well-educated, because he, he's boards behind many of the really top radio shows in the nation. He's in the background listening, and fortunately, he loves us, and, and he's our friend, okay? And that's what we're looking for, is we're looking for friends in the world. Um, I, I've i been listening to Descartes lately, and, he, and uh, Descartes spent his whole life suffering over, I think, therefore I am, and wondering if he even existed or not. Um, he's the existential dog chasing his tail. But what's, here's what's interesting. It's true what he said. You know, and that's the message that he leaves us with. We are what we think. We are what we stand for. We are what we are clearing for. We are what we love. We are what we are committed to. And we sometimes we're committed to things that don't work for us or others. How does one get a chance to see that? Well, in the earlier levels of going through your stuff, you can't see that. It's like you're swimming in the salt water and the salt's burning your eyes. Later on, as you begin to pull yourself out of the muck of your own past and past consciousness, you get an opportunity to actually look around and start making choices about how you want to travel in the world. And that's what waking up in America is about. And I was joking with Randy this morning because I said, what's important is intelligent radio action, you know? Intelligence, Mm -hmm. that assumes that emotions are not ignored. They're certainly there for flavoring and color and distinction, and they don't run the show anymore. Intelligent radio action means 
that you can actually hear something and go, that makes sense. Boy, I look back into my past, wow, I did that once or twice, because we've all done it all, trust me. You know, I even kissed a dog once, and I'm sure we'll get letters about that, but I wanted to find <laughs> out what kissing a dog was like, Randy. Salty. Who hasn't kissed really a dog? Dogs are sweet. They want to kiss you. <laughs> yeah, but they don't taste that good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing I'm that sorry. part. <laughs> it's just not my thing, okay? But I have a list because I'm a Christian scientist, and that's what we Christian scientists do. We, check, we have a checklist. So here I am. I've just did my big sin, you know. We used to do marathons where we'd stay up all night, and then about 3 in the morning somebody saying, I kissed my dog, right? Well, you didn't have to wait till 3 in the morning for me to say that. Now, my conscience is clear. You know the worst thing about me. Now, Randy, how did you get over here? How did you get to this show? How did you get to Waking Up in America? Oh, well, I remember the first time I ever came on, I was a guest, and it had to do with my Senate campaign mainly. But it, it's even, like, it goes further back from that. I mean, all my life I've been thrown in the limelight some way, somehow, you know, even if it was... I, I, this is kind of silly. Like, I sold a gas station one time. A gas you station. sold a gas station? Right. Like, it wasn't even functioning. It was basically the land and then the skeleton of a gas station. And yeah. when that was up for sale, the, the newspaper called and said, hey, we want to do a story. I mean, it's just anything. <laughs> and I was like, why would you want to do a story on that? Well, you know, because it's in a prime location and, you know, it's got a good history. And so... Things I did in pool, I mean, I could go on and on, but there was always a reason that I was getting thrown into the media well, some way, me somehow. Let me interrupt your, 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 your apparent self-ignorance for a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. You're a triathlete. Yes. <laughs> for starters, don't yes. you think that has something to do with your willingness to, that you take risks and somehow you're like a little bit bigger than most of the people in your life? Yes, I, I'm definitely a risk taker of the of my siblings. I'm the one who is always willing to. Now, my siblings are super successful, but I'm the only one who's been willing to jump and be that entrepreneur, uh, full bore. Don't care what the consequences are. I don't have a problem taking risk. What you don't have, it. Randy, is you you are authentic. Okay, people talk to me all the time about honesty and stuff like this. And they think that honesty is like this thing. This is, mm-hmm. don't confuse honesty with authenticity. Randy will always land on her feet. And the reason she'll always land on her feet is she, she owns her life. She's not holding back from you, and neither am I. I a friend of mine sent me a letter telling me all these things I shouldn't be doing on the radio. I definitely mm-hmm. shouldn't be kissing dogs. That's, I, he didn't know about that yet. Um, I definitely should not ever say that I smoke marijuana, which I have. Um, by the way, to clear the record, I've never done heroin or any of that stuff, and I did LSD in a laboratory with scientists around me because I, they were my consciousness was being advanced. So I don't. I've I've had I've seen the world from many different places, and I'm grateful for all of them. Okay, I read a lot of Carlos Castaneda as a kid. Randy, do you know Carlos Castaneda? No, haven't heard of him. Oh, Randy Shannon, you love Carlos <laughs> Castaneda. So I suggest you start with a book called The Second Ring of Power. Mm-hmm. I think you'll totally gravitate toward it. Castaneda knows about the realms, the different realms of the world. I'm going to get Ron Shannon on here. Ron Shannon. See how that works. I'm going to get Ron Zeller on here 
to actually talk about his um, experience in, uh, in the plains of New Zealand um, mm-hmm. on the plateau with the with the Aborigines. I mean, it's on this radio program, we actually have the possibility of being able to step from one world into another and then return as well. I mean, in a sense, Randy, we're time travelers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, do you experience that? Um, I've had deja vu. That's about yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. that's You know what I had this thought this morning? I want to talk to Richard Branson. That would be awesome. Okay, but here's what I want him to do. And I bet you he can do it. I bet he can mm-hmm. do it. I want him to set up so we could travel back to specific years, like 1940s or something like that, too. Um, so we could all oh, go back to, like, mm-hmm. VJ Day in Canada was the most one of the most amazing days of my life. I saw, that was 1944, I think, or... I saw people dancing in the streets in Chinese dragons, and I, it was a huge impression, and it was one of the things that formed my life. Mm, was the possibility of people dancing and celebrating in the streets. It's vivid to me in this moment when I'm telling I can see them. Mm-hmm. Victory over evil. That's what it stood for for us. Whether it lasted or whether it could have got better or worse, it stood for victory over evil, and people celebrated. Right. We had a we had we had a very well known name political name run against Sheila Kuehl who ran who won for supervisor after years and years and years of service and this very famous political name came in here and attacked Sheila like you wouldn't believe like a pit bull and gave no qualifications of his own and that bugger almost won the election. Huh. You know, and that's what I said, huh? And then I said because I always say that Marianne Williamson that because I can equate her with love, that Marianne Williamson in the 33rd District came in fourth. So I say that love in Los Angeles County came in fourth. But when this very political name with this nasty, nasty campaign came in and fought for somebody, fought against somebody that had been around for 20-some-odd years doing good service, I thought, come on, L.A. So we, we need to be that kind of enthusiasm for, come on, guys. Let's get going here. So that's when I thought about intelligent radio action, Randy. Wow, that's interesting. It is, because you know, when I look at the letters, it's, it's for the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> that's trippy. I'm a Viking. You're a Viking? I'm from, yeah, I'm from Norway. The whole IRA, you were talking about the IRA thing earlier, and Shannon. And yeah. I, yeah, but you I married, married into the IRA, and I married into Kierkegaard, okay? Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm from a bunch of shipbuilders and golf players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. My, can, my Canadian side of the family started the golf club, and my uncle wrote. There's two Canadian national anthems: the famous one and the one my uncle wrote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it lets you know that he played the game there, and and he was very good at it. He was an accountant, and and did did very well. And my aunt and he were um, amongst a group of people that started the Vancouver Golf Club. Okay. Right. Enter, enter military hero grandfather um, and um, some family issues that I probably shouldn't mention until everybody is dead. But let's just say that there were problems brewing in the family through grandpa. Mm. And um, <laughs> all of this is very, you, you know, survival stuff. When you're a kid, it doesn't matter whether or not a parent lying to you and they don't lie they just say stuff casually not knowing what effect they're having like my grandmother told me that I would be shot at sunrise 
Wow. Because I had done something, okay? I don't uh-huh. remember what I'd done, but I'd done something. My grandmother gave me her withering glance and said, "You, I am having you shot at sunrise, right? You, you heard, <laughs> That'd be a little scary the whole before. You, you heard a lot <laughs> of that. You heard a lot of that growing up. You know, I would hear... Yeah! Do you know what they read to us, Mike? No. Graham's fairy tales. Oh, man. Those were scary. Do you know what Graham's fairy tales had in them? They had, like, little thorny jackets and stuff like that that you had to throw over the prince that had been transfigured by the evil witch. They had little children being eaten. (laughs) And you're supposed to get by your bed and go to sleep. Wow. It was all fear. It was all fear. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and by the way, that's what's, that's what's sloughing off, and it's sloughing off in the society. At the same time, though, we're being anesthetized, okay? We're being anesthetized mm-hmm. through food, through drugs, entertainment. through Entertainment. Pardon? Ener- yes. Entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's actually hitting certain centers in the brains, okay? Like this radio show, I actually do this off an old AT&T two-line telephone. You think you're talking to each other and you can hear your voices because when you hear your voice talking to the telephone, you say, oh, that sounds pretty good. It doesn't often sound pretty good on the other end, and you don't, you're not aware of that. Hmm. So, hey, by the way. This phone has better tone, Randy, and that's why I use it. And what were you going to buy the way about? Well, just that you were talking about, you know, someone entering the room. My hat's off. I don't know if you read the story, but I'm in the car driving to downtown Miami right now. But I'm giving a standing ovation, the biggest clap I've ever given to Karen Judas. I was shocked to hear what happened with her this week. Did you hear? No. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's been a case of a guy. His name is Rod Clack. Yeah. And yes, everybody yes. needs to look it up. She, uh, okay, so he was going into court. It's, it's a whole bogus thing. The government's trying to shut him up. They've put an ankle bracelet on him for over a year now. And he has really brought to the attention of the people that there is a corporation running the show. So he went completely into private, and the judge, he sent the judge registered mail, and the judge is refusing to pick up the registered mail. And anyway, he had a court hearing this week, and Karen Hudis is now one of my heroes, walked into the courtroom. She went into his case with a former FBI agent, with other people, whistleblowers, and witnesses, and has brought huge attention to this. So, well, shout out, Karen. Shout out! I was so impressed. Who's Karen? And Karen Hughes. Karen we had her on the show. She is. She's terrific. She's on a couple of the shows. I unfortunately, you know, see, I put my foot in it sometimes. I unfortunately wanted to wish Tim Turner a happy birthday. <laughs> Do you know Tim Turner, Same. Mike? Yeah, Same yeah, yeah. He's been on our okay, show. you know how much I love Tim Turner. So it was Tim Turner's birthday, and Karen was on the show. Karen Hudis was on the show. And I mentioned that I wanted to um, sing happy birthday to him or something. Anyway, to make a long story short, she considers um, Tim Turner a terrorist, and therefore she thought I was a terrorist. <laughs> ah. Which I don't and, agree with her there, unless there's circumstances that I'm unaware of. I don't right. agree with her on that. Well, I think she's actually got us confused with somebody else. But, see, the problem is, that my friend Beth said it so well in the seminar, 
my friend Beth is like this communications expert. She had this like multi-million dollar company and she does like really incredible work. She's one of those people that everything just is clear when you talk with her, right? Mm-hmm. So she gets sued, right, by seven lawsuits by this guy that's pissed off, Beth, I'm sorry, um, surprised with her, wants to change things with her. I, eh, I think I wasn't supposed to say the other end of that word. Anyway, to make a long story short, what she was saying was is that sometimes you just have to stand up there and be sued for doing good work. Mm-hmm. It's like somehow we've got that it all has to be fair, and it isn't about always being fair. It's about, Randy, in a sense, haven't you had to stand up for something? Oh, yeah. And w- what would that have been? Um, what was important yeah, enough I, to you to take it even though you never got any admiration for it? You just had to do it because you had to do it. Uh, well, one of the things was ending ending my campaign. I just felt like I absolutely had to end yes. my campaign. But here's the thing. The, they, they the, the enemies, when you do those things, they do everything they can to make you irrelevant. And, yes. you know, like they did to Jesse Ventura, they do their best to make a good person irrelevant. And that, you know, they just try to squash your, your name or reputation in such a fashion that you won't come out, you won't say anything anymore, but, you know, it, it hasn't worked. What's really great is Jesse Ventura now has his own television program. And yeah. Uh, look at, I'm on radio, I haven't shut up. Yeah, you sure are, and you're going to, and by the way, the words about you getting on the radio even more are growing. I'm getting some incredible reports, listeners. There are um, different countries in the world looking at waking up in America and considering us as um, something to be looked towards because we've been around, we're going into our 28th year now. We we are as as authentic as we know how to be with you in the realm of... um, giving you the opportunity to know that wherever it is that you are, you're standing or you think you're lost or not, or if you're ready to celebrate, come on over because there's room for what you think and what you feel over here as long as you're not um, trying to control the scene or everybody else because this is a community action that happens. I just happen to be fortunate enough to be the one that's been given the job of putting this out over the years. And in the 27 years I've been doing this, I think I missed for illness or something like that, 10 shows. And that doesn't mean I wasn't sick sometimes, Randy. That means I sat up in bed and did it anyway. Mm-hmm. The 10 shows that I missed, a couple of them were because I was really depressed. <laughs> I didn't, honest to God, know how to do it to keep going. And then I would just keep going, and then some kind of thing would come and help, and that's how you know. You know? You're just yep. on a path. You're following your heart. Randy Shannon is a triathlete. I don't know how she knew that. How did you move into being a triathlete? Well, how did you get pulled there? That's no small job, my friend. Well, I've just always been super conscientious about being healthy and being fit, and I just never wanted to let it go. Now I'm 46 years old, and I don't feel it. I don't feel it every day like a lot of people are like, oh, my bones. No, I don't feel it at all. I still feel like I'm 25, and I'm not joking when I say that at all you know I totally I totally get you Randy and I'm I'm seeing it's interesting because some people you just naturally partner with and for me Randy Shannon was that and I'm just finding out about you know when I I, I explore her uh, triathlete circumstance um, my mom was very health food conscious she read the happy healthy Hunzas um, in my home when I was married where the picture of Peter Drakenberg and his wife 
And Peter Drakenberg in the picture was at 150 years old, and he was on his second wife, and she was 67. And it was an oil painting that was passed down through um, the Kierkegaard family, okay? <laughs> so I would sit there and look at these, these, these people, and I would go, God, and I know he was alive at 150, Randy, and, mm-hmm. and I know that, you know? So mm-hmm. that's when the painting was done. So who gosh knows exactly how much longer he lived to be. The point right. being is, is that we have all of these things. We've been given estimates, you know, and how much money we need to earn and all that stuff. It's so not true. Right. I live better sometimes, and I'm saying sometimes, on um, by going to the 99-cent store because it doesn't rot my socks over there. Mm-hmm. I can get for 99 cents stuff I wouldn't pay $5 for over at Ralph's, but for 99 cents, I'll buy it. Oh, I'll pay right. $5. Do- that, I'll say thank you. I'll pay $5. If I want something, I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, why, why wait for anything? It's your life. You have one to live. Go get what you want. I don't yeah, get five and, one or... and go to the 99-cent store. Go to 42action.org because, honest to God, if you've paid the bank once, I just also told Randy I shouldn't talk about foreclosure on the radio. Hey, hey, <laughs> that's because There's you're thinking about a different kind of foreclosure. The kind I'm talking about is where I'm sorry, the bank's already been paid once. They're not getting paid again, and I'm ready to talk about it. Well, and you're expo- a lot of people don't understand that these banks got paid right when the loan was made. The the Federal Reserve gave them money, and then when if somebody defaults, they get paid about ninety percent of that loan just there from the insurance company. Then they take the loan and they sell it to a debt collector, and they made money there on that sale. Also, they make a fortune. Yeah, and they, you left off the Chinese. They also sell it. This is why the Chinese own most of America at this point. Okay, mm-hmm. it's because of all the bad paper that was sold to Chinese. This thing, California. We've got this wonderful thing in California where it says that if you have um, a Xerox copy of something that's considered as good as the original, huh? I wonder who put that together. Anyway, the point is that we're intelligent, okay? And we don't have to buy what's being sold to everybody else. And if we do buy it for a while, we can forgive ourselves and get educated. But I also want to explain something about foreclosures because there's a lot of people sitting in in a judgment seat on someone who went through a foreclosure. And I'll explain that in real quick terms. Go for it, Randy. I think it's about time. I have a friend who bought a half acre of oceanfront. The bank, the the uh, surveyor, everybody, the appraiser, everybody said, yeah, 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 that land is worth eight, $900,000. It paid on that loan for three straight years, interest only, and at the end of three years, they were going to have a balloon payment, which would have been very easy for them because at the end of three years, they, they clearly had good credit. But what happened is, they collapsed the mortgage, the, the whole mortgage market, and so the bank would now no longer give the loan for the value that they said that it had. So they <laughs> said, hey, we'll only give you 200000 and too bad, you're going to be on your own. Go find the other 600000 And who is going to go find that? And yeah, where all are you the land, find it? Yeah, all the land next door on both sides was selling for... Hundred and seventy-five thousand. So, who is going to give you that extra money when it's not? They're saying the value isn't there, and that's what happened to most people. 
And for the builders, everybody said, oh, the builders, they deserve to go down. They build all these condos. Miami was a big one. They overbuild, blah, blah, blah. If I was a builder, I, put, I took all the risk. I hired all the plumbers, all the marble layers, all the, the electricians. I, I took that bite up front, and on the sale of the condo, let's say, now I, this isn't me personally, but I'm just trying to describe it. On the sale of the condo, all the vendors would get paid. Well, now the bank won't loan the money, so that means none of the vendors can get paid. So that's why so much of our industry went down. Because I've seen so much sarcasm and uh, judgment people saying, oh, well, they, they got greedy. They got in over their heads. They never should have done that. Everyone got greedy. No, they didn't get greedy. The market got collapsed, and the banks would not loan. And the banks are still really tight on, the, on uh, giving loans. No, so, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, no, there was a lot of really good people who were willing to take risks that lost everything. And those are the innovators of our of our nation. Those are the okay, people well, who right make now, things Randy, happen. I'm I'm calling forth those people that have done that and I'm asking you to be intelligent warriors. And what I mean by that is I'm I'm calling people who like to read books, who like to be responsible, who mm-hmm. like to see where the discrepancies are who want to play the game as a participant but also as an observer. Okay, a lot mm-hmm. of people play the game reactionary as a participant. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to play the game and respond, and I'm asking you to also be the observer so you can make corrections because it's the captain that's on top, that's watching what's going on, that's actually able to steer the boat into the iceberg and away from the iceberg. And I'm telling you, I know darn well that we can steer this boat away from what's been happening in this country and into the future that we want. And I've got some good news for for you guys, actually. I was talking to one of my connections um, last night, actually, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you about that after I tell you who our, our sponsors are. And what I want to say is you're listening to Waking Up in America. We're on the air with Mike Vitale, who will pop in more in our next half hour, I'm sure, and uh, also the ever effervescent and adorable Randy Shannon, and we're sponsored by Patricia Bragg's Apple Cider Vinegar. And uh, I'm about out of it again. Come on, Patricia, I need my apple cider vinegar. Every day I drink that stuff, okay? And uh, I get the bottle and I drink half of it, and it's in different flavors, and I absolutely love it. I also would not start today out. People ask me, I get ready for the radio, and I I also do my Kayani. I do my Kayani, I do my minerals, I do. I don't always do the Jason Winter tea. I do when it gets colder in the summer. I drink it as iced tea. I love this stuff, the Protandin. I take that regularly. I have been for a number of years. I see it as a blood purifier, but um, Randy, you've promised to get somebody on from Protandin, and I'm going to hold you to it, or I'm going to I'm going to work on that now. It's been, it's okay, good, because these, <laughs> what you need to know is that the products on this program uh, Lance has been actually called away to do other things, so but I'm going to leave his link here on the on the website because the minerals that he's representing. If I if I find a bigger wig in the company or something like that, I maybe just can do a company thing so we can include everybody. I don't know how that would all work, but Lance is part of the idea of living to of creating the possibility of living to be 200 years old, and I will be forever indebted to him for being part of that conversation. And as part of that conversation, you should know about Protandum, which is a blood purifier. You should know about the Coning Company, 
which cleans the eustachian tubes, which run right from below your ear to your collarbone, and that's where your body um, sorts out a lot of the chemicals and things that are in the air and in your food. So it's good to get it out of there, and you can do that yourself, and the information is all at the Coning Company. Also, Randy Shannon's 42action.org. That actually just is kind of scratching the surface of who this person is. She's got about 10 or 15 successful companies because she's got a huge personality in all of the aspects of it. Must be satisfied. And that's what happens when you're a, a triathlete and you're so strong and all that good stuff. Then in case you need a little help detoxifying, you want to check out Michael's Aquachine machine. Um, don't get too horrified when you see the results because part of that stuff that's showing up in the water is what's in your water. Okay, it's a real rudeness and awakeness, <laughs> weakening up. So um, definitely check that out, the Aqua Chi. And all of this stuff, by the way, is on our website. Jim Thomas, he and his brother John Thomas, oh, my God, these guys, they inherited El Pinto Restaurant and they in Albuquerque, a destination restaurant. Let me tell you something. These guys just make it better all the time. The service there is absolutely incredible. So, And they also, their Alpinto salsa is sold at Rouse, and I understand as of um, last week, they've just put together a big deal with um, Ocean Spray Cranberry. I wonder what they'll be doing for them. On the website is Ron Zeller's book, Aging and Ageless. <clears throat> Check into it. This thing is totally, totally, totally amazing. And Ron Zeller has rejuvenated himself for about the 15th time. That's an exaggeration, but not really. Now, this man in his 70s became a powerlifting champion in his age groups. Just all kinds of stuff. I went back to supposedly go to his funeral last year, and he's resurrected again and gone skydiving and a few other things. Ron Zeller, he's definitely the possibility of living to be a 1,000, okay? We have Marketing with the Stars. You can get um, email mailings sent out to people of really good consciousness. We have the Galactic Federation for those of you that um, are, it doesn't matter whether you believe in extraterrestrials or not, <laughs> what matters is uh, what you're going to do with yourself when they get here, okay, because it's part of the divine plan, and we we aren't just our own little microcosm, so the Galactic Federation is in your awareness, and you'll come to a feel it more and more, and Sheldon and Colleen are very good at helping get you there, okay? So, if you think I'm crazy, that's fine. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, Val. Nobody can dispute that giants walked this earth. So, I'm... I'm oh, yes, they can. They also try to refute that nobody got killed, at, but no Jews got killed in World War II, you know? Yeah, well, I've I've heard that. I think the argument isn't even that. I think that they're saying that it was an exaggeration, and there's some credible credible evidence that there was exaggeration on how many did perish, were murdered. But uh, bottom line is they were killed for sure, no question. And they were starved. Well, let's not get into that right now. But the, yeah. if you want to see the pictures to deny all the pictures and stuff, um, <clears throat> I've had people actually going back into past lives where they were. Um, actually, yeah, at Auschwitz, okay? So I've actually cleared people on past life guilt about Auschwitz. That's what I've done with um, at drvalerie.com, and doctor is all spelled out. I actually clear people of emotional trauma. And it turns out um, more than occasionally 
Randy, that it's actually epigenetic. It's not even the person's own trauma that literally we end up clearing out issues out of the family line. It's amazing. Your family line, for whatever reason, you're a sturdy person. Yeah, I, I, there is a hand on our line. I guarantee yeah. it. There is a yeah, hand yeah, on yeah. our line. Yeah, Are you yeah, done yeah. with commercials? Because I want to ask Mike something. Yeah, go go for it. I think I think we've got enough done here. Oh, do check out um, <laughs> do check out the longevity link for minerals. Okay. Awesome. Um, you want it because okay. that's part of the team. Okay, and now go for it, Randy. Okay, so since you brought up Auschwitz and the Jews, what I don't get, and Mike was a former Marine, once Marine, always Marine. I have this attitude that if I was being walked to the train car, I would absolutely storm the gates. I would have jumped the guards, grabbed the gun, even if I was sacrificed, somebody, I would have had a lineup of people ready to go behind me. Mike, do you not have that same attitude? Isn't one worth sacrificing so that the other can get the jump? And then if you just got one of those guns, just one, they could have wiped out how many guards and saved how many lives. Well, I, I, I would have done that myself. In fact, if I was fighting ISIS, you know, ISIS over in Syria and Iraq, they just hoard up a bunch of men, a hundred of them, and shoot them. And you see the pictures on YouTube that they're just walking with them. I would have done something, but in the case of the World War II, and I had family members that went to Dachau prison camp, and, you know, I they didn't know that they were deceived they were deceived they were going to a better place because of the war they weren't I don't think I think you know there was a lot of resistance from the Jews at that time but I don't really think a lot of them really knew where they were going and what was really going on you know Mike okay. you made it wait hang on a minute you you really need to interject something here because it's easier than you think Randy it's really easy mm -hmm. and that's part of why we do waking up in America Berkeley, I believe it was Berkeley University, took a look at what happens with when um, between prisoners and guards, for instance. Mm -hmm. So they took a whole batch of college students, and they had they they had one group of college students be prisoners and one group of college students be guards. Okay. Within okay. 24 hours, it broke down, and the the guards were clubbing the prisoners, and the prisoners were trying to kill the guards, literally. And they had been college students two days before. They did the wow. same thing with Guantanamo Bay. Okay, all mm -hmm. the people that thought that Guantanamo Bay was um, that how you get um, in touch with the truth in, uh, in a terrorist is that you torture, the, you torture them to death, okay? Mm -hmm. So they did that, okay? They took people that thought that this was nothing and justifiable and all that, and they got them to volunteer for a program. Mm -hmm. And in that program, they treated them just like they treated the um, prisoners at Guantanamo. The first guy didn't even make it 12 hours, okay? Mm -hmm. Not one of them made it to the end of it. They were telling anything they could tell to get out of there because they were doing all this stuff where they'd wake them up and they'd, play, they'd freeze them and then they'd make them stand outside and sit on the floor cross-legged and on one foot and stuff like that with no clothes on and then turn down the temperature. and That was, what they, that was routine. Yeah, I'd just That's be snapping did. people and in two. <laughs> Pardon? I'd just be snapping people in two. <laughs> and I'm not even very big, but, but that's what I have is, in my you mind. you wouldn't. You wouldn't because the psychology gets you going. You go through a whole series of things. That's true in the beginning, Randy. What I'm telling you is that in three days it's gone. So a friend of mine, Tane Bodkin, and an mm -hmm. actor, I was 
telling him about this, and he goes, oh, I don't think it could happen that fast, right? So what he decides he's going to do is go down to the streets of Los Angeles and live on the streets for three days. Okay. Do you know what happened? What? He came crawling into my office the next week. He was covered in filth, and he goes, I almost didn't make it. You're because literally what? submerging yourself in a consciousness, okay? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and who you are begins to be influenced by the environment that you dropped into. Now, if you're a survivor, you're going to figure a way to get out of it. But mm-hmm. if if you don't have if, if you don't have like a strong survivor thing, you're gonna buy it like that's it. That's where you are. I get that's that because world. I'm totally not a conformer. I will not conform. Not right. I just but won't. I'm telling you that if I if I captured you in say the Korean War, which is we mm-hmm. still have prisoners, by the way. I felt the need to mention that this week. We mm-hmm. still have prisoners in Korea from the Korean War because our government who says they will not negotiate with terrorists while they're staying on the other side of their face no man or woman left behind there's probably about 200 of these people left at this point that have been working in prison camps for over 50 years so come on (laughs) come on at this point I don't even know if they would notice if we got got them home they've been there so long I don't know yeah, it's it's the, it's the it's the psychological it's the psychological aspect of that type of um, you know condition. I think that is worse on a person. If you can deceive somebody, they'll follow you. I know that's weird. It's kind of a control thing, but if you don't really you know if you can hide the truth from somebody and tell them a lie, they'll follow that most of the time. What did uh, Goebbels yeah. What did Goebbels say? The former Nazi. If you tell a lie uh, so many times, they'll believe it. It's true. And you know what else, Mike? You know, I don't know. I always get a little lesson from every place I visit. And I visited Boston, Randy. Mm-hmm. And um, I found out that I said, these streets are crazy, right? Because um, <laughs> they, they, they wander all over the place. And, and somebody laughed and they said, yeah, that's because the Boston streets are, are built on the cow paths. Hmm. So the streets in Boston are designed to follow where the cows went. The cows went where the path was the easiest. And we tend to be cows, okay? We tend mm-hmm. to do the easy path. And I'm going to tell you something. Fire walking, being a triathlete, hang gliding, and all the different stuff that we've done, um, that took courage. And where do you find your courage? I think you find your courage through faith in certain particular things. My courage comes from the fact that if I were to die tomorrow that I would have been living the best life I could live this morning. And I get up every day, even when I don't feel good sometimes, and say, how can I give myself and others my best life today? And Randy, Mm -hmm. whether you do that formally or not, or Mike, whether you do that formally or not, I know that that's what you guys are about. Well, you know, it's something yep. that my it's something that my grandfather always told me. You know, he always tell me it was like forty years ago. He goes, "You are what you eat, but don't forget, you are what you think." Yeah. Yep. We were talking right. before the. No, I was thinking of Descartes. You know how we were talking about Descartes before the show. Mm-hmm. I think, therefore, I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what Mike just said. You know, that was what that man's whole life was about. And you know how he figured out that he existed? He even questioned the fact that he existed. Okay, so you got to get this. It sounds a little bit like a tormented human being to me, but um, do you know how he figured out that he existed? How? 
that he, he realized that he could doubt. Mm-hmm. And it was on the fact that he could doubt that he actually established the fact that he actually existed. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's what... Then you have Martin Buber saying, what's, what's the sound of one hand clapping? Uh, air. <laughs> <Wind>. <laughs> what do you say? Um, yeah, that's, that's what I think, too. But in the beginning, the first time I heard that, it was like, oh, I don't know. It took me a long time to say, well, let's see if I had one hand clapping. Would be. And Boober also says, if a tree falls in the forest, is there a sound? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, technically, no. <laughs> because, because there's a frequency that's emitted that actually registers in our ears, okay, and it comes through as a sound. And mm-hmm. we do a lot of stuff by sound. I actually... Um, um, get into certain situations because I do um, telephone consulting and also because I interview people on the radio that I actually listen for certain sounds in people's voices when I'm talking to them and it's also how I do emotional clearing with people. So I'm tuned for frequency. Um, Some people are tuned for sound. But technically speaking, if there's no receptor there, there is no sound. The the frequency isn't picked up. Well, I saw a picture of Obama and it was he was like standing in a forest and it showed him at a podium and it said if Obama is standing speaking in a forest does anyone hear him? And that goes right along with what you just said. <laughs> it, totally, it totally does. It totally does. And you see why we enjoy our Saturday mornings together. Okay. <laughs> oh, Randy, you go, girl, go. <laughs> In that case, here's the thing. In that you're case, you're going to be looking very back soon, and you're going to say, "You do you remember when we were all terrorized by you know the stormtroopers and stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you I remember mean, when we used to be ruled by the Corporation of America, and then we just laughed our way out of it? Do you remember that? It is absolutely surreal what is going on. Isn't it? Like, Isn't it? You know, what are your favorite surreals, okay? One of my favorite surreals is that they come into a Venice cafe and they, with guns drawn because we're, and this was like three years ago, because we're so- serving raw milk. That was one of my favorites. Mm, that was the nice. FBI, by the way. By the way. Uh, nice. What's one of your favorite surreals? Oh, well, I mean, Karen Hudis, if you read the article, walking into that courtroom with the... Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Well, that's that's inspirational. That is so surreal inspiration. It's, like, amazing and... I just I can't get enough of reading that reading that open line that first that line in the is, story. That woman is something else again, and you know what? She tweets a lot, guys. So get on her tweet line yeah, and get it straight from her. She and she's got good documentation too. So by the way, we, that that private thing that Rod Class did that he filed, we're actually doing that at Forty Two Action. If anybody tell, wants, tell it, our audience about that, Randy. Well, but, Basically, and I've already started my own paperwork, and it went super smooth. Um, you, the way the system is set up, it's a corporation, and uh, there was a lot of funny business going on back in, uh, well, the War Powers Act was in 1917, and we had a lot of Congress people that were bribed in the middle of the night. And basically, the way they set it up on the books, on the papers, is we were all turned into slaves. We were made collateral for all this nation's debt. So when you hear, oh, every 
every child that's born uh, automatically has 50000 or $120,000 in debt that they have to repay. Right. That's because they, when they started the birth certificates and the Social Security and all of the bribery way back when in the 30s, they made us the collateral. So they well, let me just treat. interrupt you for a minute because I want you to continue with this, but I also want you to know that I saw a letter from a banker in like 1887, and I wish I had a copy of it still. And that mm-hmm. banker in the 1880s was describing American citizens as cattle to be moved. So yes. it didn't just start it. This I want you to get, this is not a recent thing. It's been a slow cooking in the pot. Okay, so back to you, Randy. Yeah, this was this started. Uh, you know, it started then, but definitely around World War One is where it kicked in again. But basically, when they created that birth certificate, if you look at your birth certificate, it's printed on bond paper, and there's numbers on the back, and those numbers have to do with an account that was set up, and upon your birth, automatically the government prints one point eight million, as we it, what it started out as, and they put it into an account. So they just make up this monopoly money, put it into an account, and every year of your life thereafter, it's worth, they add another million plus. And so just at face value, for example, this Rod Class, at face value, his account is worth about $61.5 million. I've known people that their accounts are worth almost $2 billion. How did they get to $2 billion? Uh, if you're in the military, your account gets higher. If you get tickets, they are incentivized to give you tickets. Why do we think that we're in a police force or, or police state world right now? Because they're incentivized to ticket you for everything. And every license that you go by, like driver's license, uh, hunting license, marriage license, all Fishing of those license. things. Fishing. That's why they've made everything... You have to buy everything. These are free rights. You have free right to travel. You have a free right to feed your family. Why do you got to buy a license? You have a free right to get married. Why do you need to ask the government for permission? You have a free right to break up with your spouse and get a quote-unquote divorce. Why do you need to ask the government for permission? Every time we do, they put more money in this account, and they spend this money, and it's your money. They it was Goebbels you quoted, right, earlier? What's that? Was yeah. it Goebbels you quoted earlier? Yeah, that was yeah, me. Yeah, Goebbels again right now. Well, if I you, don't know if I did. If you, you keep, you, if you keep, to, uh, keep telling, uh, telling a, lie. a lie, it'll become truth. If you keep saying it uh, more than, if you keep saying it consistently, it'll become truth and then a lie. Yeah, exactly. It, and it's, it's it's been a lie for a long time. In fact, we went. Back, I just went back to the 1880s with you, but. This is the thing, this has been a thread throughout time. We have the Rothschilds stealing the French and English banking system by using wars and the manipulation of communication, and that's in the late 1700s, early 1800s. And if you go back, you've got the de Medici's in, uh, in Venice. You know, it's like this is not a new story, okay? What the no, story is, is the that. evolving way that we have been enslaved and we think we're not and we've got, you know, we're working 80 hours a week, don't see our children and all kinds of stuff. The point being is Randy and Mike and I are inviting you to go back to a simpler way and to pick up the pieces and get that you have way more power. We have way more power than we take credit for. And that's yes, what Marianne like Williamson is always saying. Pardon? Rod Class has taken his power back. Yeah, and they well, don't you like know it. what? What about our passports? I mean, there's even a way to take our 
power back and passports. There's yes. just all kinds of things. And you can find out about that at 42 Action, right, Randy? That's right. I mean, at 42 Action, that is all we're working on right now. We've been working on this for almost six months now. We have it down. I've actually started my first filings to pull out of their system officially. And I'm helping tons of people do the same thing. So if they, they want it, they need to just go to 42action.org, pop us an email, say, I want to go in private in the subject line, and we will get in contact with them or have somebody on the team, and we'll help them get in private. And I'm telling you, your whole life changes. This overburdening tax system and all of the debt, that's their deal. That's not our deal. We were never... you. When you were born, you were the same. What year did they create the income Ooh. tax, Randy? Was that 1917? Um, I want to say officially everything was like by 1933, once they got... Yeah, well, all 1913 is when they got together at Jekyll Island and they made up a lot of this stuff, okay? To try yeah. to figure out how yeah. to turn the American public in. 1933 is also when they confiscated the gold, okay? And, and, and the reason... Now, let me the just finish here. They they con- to- let me okay. just finish, and then it's back to you. They confiscated the gold... At, at at twenty dollars an ounce, and then raised the price to thirty, and kept it all, and made it illegal for you to have it. Back to you, but, Randy. But it's they made everything illegal for you to have. Val, think about it. They didn't just take the gold, and why did they take the gold? Because they said you and everything you own, what you think you own, is ours. It's all collateral, and that's why they were able to take the gold. That's why if you own your house, let's say your house is a half million dollar house, and you paid cash for it. But try not paying the $5,000 caps one time. They come take your house. Why? Because you don't own it. You're just a tenant. You're a tenant on the land. You're a renter. That's, you're renting it. You gave all that money. You worked all those years. You, you, that was your nest egg, but they can take it in a second because you're under the corporation and the corporation is all about money. You have to go back and claim your private birthright. And that's what we're doing. But don't you have a but don't you have a record of that that house is bought and paid for? No, 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 it no, doesn't no, no, matter. The house, okay, but you don't. They can take your land away. And when the they property, take your land away, yeah. Well, the, the property, house. property, whatever. Yeah. Why do you think? I mean, when you go buy something at the grocery store, you pay the tax one time. Why do you keep paying tax on your house over and over and over? Because you don't own it. Oh, okay. None of us own it. It's, a, it's all a tricky little way. thing. Okay, right now, here's the, here's the big announcement because we don't have that much time left. They're getting ready to turn all of your bank deposits into paper. Uh, yeah. I call it a paper investment, okay? Um, so you're not going to want to keep large sums of money in the bank. I just wanted to make sure that you're aware of that. The other thing if I wanted people, you to... If people don't go into private, Val, they are going to all succumb to this because these people have teeth and claws that run so deep and you just have to absolutely reject it and go into private. If you don't go into private, you're going to succumb to all of it. There's no question about it. What do you mean by private? You're, you're going to reject all the adhesion contracts, which are things like Social Security. You'll alter the driver's license or go common law. Okay. We have options for people. You will, um, you will file some paperwork with the IRS saying, hey, this and, and I, my paperwork was about 12 pages deep, and I filed it from that point on. I'm not in their system, so I don't pay their IRS taxes anymore. I'm done. And it's not, it's not anything where they can come. They have to be able to dispute the paperwork, and they can't do it. Yeah, okay, I because see. Of, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, because I give them a sworn statement. It's, that's called an affidavit. 
And they would have to have somebody um, disprove it, and they can't, and they don't. They never disprove the paperwork that we gave them, ever. Wow. You're done with that system. We gave somebody our paperwork, and they went in and they filed it. They walk it right into an IRS building. They had a bill between 800 and $900 that had, had come. They walked our paperwork in, eight days stamped by the IRS. They received their next bill, and it said tax owed, as in past tense, zero. Really? Yeah, yeah. really. Eight days later. Oh, man. Well, you that know, is recent, leaving Recently, down. Randy, <clears throat> the yeah. IRS billed me for something that I didn't owe them. So uh, you really have to be paying attention. I had closed the corporation <laughs> yeah. a couple of years before, and they were sending me bills telling me they were going to confiscate all of my possessions for this corporation that had been closed for two years. The point being is, is that what she's saying is absolutely true. What I'm telling you is true. So not only do you have to look for the obvious, you can also look for the error because personally I think they were getting desperate when they started, mm-hmm. you know, not noticing that the corporation had been closed. The other thing I want to make sure that our listeners know before we get off the air here, which is close, is that there's supposed to be an announcement from the G20 conference. This meeting in Brisbane, Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be about the reset of the global currency system this weekend. So um, just putting that out there, um, I I pass along the most interesting rumors, okay? I can't guarantee anything. I've been engaged in this game since the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Golden Hearts Foundation that's going to be actually funding places like 42action.org and things of that nature so that people that don't have the resources will be able to use what Randy provides and in return will expect you to be... Um, contributing something if you don't have money we'll expect you to contribute your time somehow or your heart or something of that nature so um, we recognize that some people don't have money all the time and that's part of how we evolve here and we're going to be creating scholarships and things of that nature so the Golden Hearts Foundation was actually inspired by the Dalai Lama and that is um, part of the clearing of what waking up in America is and Randy, as we move out out of the hour here, um, you know, what's your opportunity at waking up in America for the future? What do you see as oh. possible through your through your time in this clearing? Well, I always knew I would live long, but uh, having been on the show, I've realized that I can live a lot longer. Even our guest last week saying that our bodies are meant to be two, three thousand years of, of age, but we're not because of what's going on. I'm hopeful, hopeful for a long, healthy, happy life. Yeah, there's ups and downs, but so what? That's yeah. what makes it great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what keeps it interesting, folks. And that's mm-hmm. when you look back, you can say, I, I learned that there. And there's many interesting experiences that, that you've had where you learned something, and I'm inviting our listeners to actually... Um, if you have a paragraph on something that you've learned from an experience that you had, you know, if you want to give us a line on that, uh, we'll take a look at the lines and we'll read some of the good ones on the air for you because there's a lot of inspiring people in the world that just keep it to themselves. And um, it's important that you know that if you reach out, there's usually an angel, and the particular angel I want to thank this week is Robert, the veterinarian that saved my dog Raven's li- uh, my dog um, Sarah's life. Um, it's a it's a long story, but this man was literally an angel. 
he just stepped in, he, he took care of things, and a dog that could have been dead in 12 hours is alive, and I thank Robert for that. So, Robert, you're a good guy, and I actually wanted to get him on the program this morning. Uh, what I want you as listeners to know is, is that, yes, there's lots of stuff going on out in the world, and if you reach out, you'll find that there's a lot more angels out there than you know about, and you can call that angel anything you want to call it. I see them as angels, some of them see them as fairy helpers or entities I, I don't know it's whatever is in your um, consciousness to reach out for know there's something greater than yourself for some of you it could be an extraterrestrial for another of you it could be Jesus or Buddha or whatever uh, Allah something the higher frequency reach out reach and see how far out you can get and Randy would you like to do closing words on the show before I do our instructions well, I'm actually here in Miami now for, for a health conference, so I just want everybody to start being healthy. Reject reject the GMO. Just be healthy. Just make a choice, be healthy, and live a happier life. Get out, go for a walk, join a gym. Dance, make it, laugh. You, you, yeah, you've got one life. Use it to the fullest. Don't sit in front of the TV. Don't get sit, sit and get drunk every night. Go live life. Live it. Get out of the house, okay? So, so we're going to say thank you very much, you guys, for, for being here with us in this particular clearing. And create the clearing that you want in your life. Be the, be, be the forest, not the tree. You don't have to worry about one tree falling. You're a clearing for magic to happen, for animals to come in, for all kinds of terrific stuff to happen, for plants and life to grow, for people to visit you. Because you're a clearing. And this program has been brought to you by Kirkguard Intergalactic Media, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy, John Denver, Tippi Hedren, Carol Channing, Deepak Chopra, Ed Asner, Dennis Weaver, Larry Hagman, and Esther Williams in memoriam, and DrValerie.com, and Doctor is all spelled out. And we thank our producers and sponsors. A big thank, thanks to Voice America, Jess Martin, Nathan Jett. You guys rock. Brad and uh, um, Ryan and Randy, I, I love getting to talk to you and write to you every week. Uh, Mike Vitale, you just something else. I can't wait to see if we can put together another Christmas dinner this year. Uh, Ron Simon, you make things work. To um, John Young at Totally Gospel, a big thanks for all of our airtime and friendship you have given us over the years. And a big thanks to Audie, our webmaster, and merci beaucoup to Bent Meigen for our theme music all almost ordinary people. You are listening to Waking Up in America with Dr. Val Kirkgaard here and Randy Shannon. You've heard her. <laughs> and Mike Vitale, our marine announcer. I love it. Go, Mike, go. <laughs> so we really totally appreciate um, that you've been here, and what we would like to do is invite you to come back next week, and thanks for listening. And you're not crazy anymore. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you now your heart is... Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.